Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Humus Podcast, uh, episode 97. Yep, I just checked, 97. Three more episodes. Well, two more regular ones, and then whatever the fuck I do with 100. I doubt I'm going to do anything, most likely. <laughs> It'd just be, I, I did 100 episodes. That's most likely. I'm not going to fucking stress myself out doing this shit. Uh Especially stuff slowly, um, open mics and stuff slowly opening up. Uh, it might close right back down because uh, D.L. Hughley, uh, he passed out on stage like this past week. And then we found out that, oh, he he has the COVID. Oh, wow. So either he gets a bunch of people sick or um, people is going to be scared to go out to shows. It's like... It's already hard enough to get people to come out to comedy shows, so it's just on top of that. Like, like he should he should have known better, honestly. Like, like we can get get away with it, us smaller comedians. We can kind of get away with like the open mics because like not a lot of people really goes go out there like this, and we, we're not gonna pack out three hundred fucking people to come see us do new new shitty jokes and shit, whatever, right? But in their case, I don't know how they had it set up, but I'm pretty sure they had some type of like regulation, like mask or like six feet from each other. From what I've seen, if it's anything like the, the Dave Chappelle one on YouTube, how I seen it was like most likely couples will sit next to each other. But then everybody else is like kind of like spread apart, you know. So if it's anything like that, yeah. It's still not good enough. Like, I get you out the banking money, but damn, man. Like, if you if you are a like a a arena, if you can sell out an arena, like you can't be doing no type of shows right now. You you got to do small, intimate. That's what you got to do, bro. That's what you got to do. All right. Like, so again, the Dave Chappelle one. Uh, I don't. I don't even. Did, did they pay for that? That's what I was thinking. Like, did they fucking pay? Did they pay for this 30-minute TED Talk? Like, that's the one thing I was worried about. Like, but anyway, it wasn't, it was still intimate. It was like, it looked big because everybody was separate. But, like, the amount of people that was there, it was it was small compared to what a normal Dave Chappelle show is. Uh, but I doubt that that was the case for D.L. Hughley. I don't know. I had to really, I had to look that up. But anyway, this episode. This episode is going to be about some allegations, <laughs> some allegations that's been coming out. Um, yeah, that's this. Those are always fun. It's about comedians, of course. Because um, I was just like I said in the beginning of the last one, I said I was going to do a personal one, just talk about myself, blah blah blah, right? But it's uh, right as I was finishing because I recorded like two days ago and. Uh, then right as I got done with the J. Cole episode, I I remember that people were trying to cancel uh Joey Diaz. So on top of Joey Diaz, uh they're canceling Chris <laughs> Chris D'Elia. I don't know how well that's gonna work out, honestly. Uh especially how how hit and miss people are when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh what I mean, I'll explain in a minute. Uh but yeah, right now Right now, I'm just going to talk about Joey Diaz and Chris D'Elia and why both of those situations are both equally kind of messed up. But 
one will get away with it. Not because I'll explain. Look, okay. Okay. Let's start with the uh, Chris D'Elia thing. Chris D'Elia, uh, you can look him up. I have, I'll have his name in the, in the description. If you don't know who he is, you look him up. Um, I particularly never really found him funny. Uh, speaking of not funny, I just looked at the Eric Andre new special. I like, I like him as a guy, but like, I don't, I guess I never knew I wasn't a fan of his comedy until now. Like, not as funny as comedy. Like, he's a funny guy, but just not my, not my cup of tea. It's like a, it's, he basically black Dan, Dan Cook. It's just like, it's everywhere. It's, it's a mess. Anyway, Chris D'Elia, right? He's on Netflix. What I know for him, he has a podcast. He has, he's on the show called You on Netflix where he plays a pedophile. And the thing is, he's also a pedophile. <laughs> so, uh, some stuff came out about a week or two ago. Uh, he's, it's tweets out there too. It's like him DMing people. So it's like, it's out there. He, people know now. Um, that uh, he's been texting underage girls, um, whether he's having uh, in relations with these women or not, or that women, girls, uh, or not, I'm not sure, but it's for sure out there that he's flirting with underage girls. Um, of course, he came out and, and tweeted saying that, uh, of course, he didn't, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, which could be true. Could be true. You never did. Uh, it's kind of funny. His last tweet, because what, what killed me about these people is same with the, like the Doji cat stuff is when you do something fucked up, you get caught for something doing, doing something fucked up. They go in, in that's the time they choose to do go on a social media break. Like what? Come on. Like this is the time that you, you gonna have to suck it up, bro. You got to suck it up and like explain yourself. Like if you fucked up, you fucked up. All right. But like that, that was annoying about the whole Doja cat thing. It's like, she, she avoided the internet for like a month and no, she didn't. She, she avoided the internet for about a week. And then she did the live, and then now she's posting regularly again, but not as crazy as she used to. But anyway, Chris D'Elia, the his funny, the funny thing, he, the last thing he tweeted about was uh, somebody tagged him in a tweet talking about my child thinks you're funny. It's like this uh, this black baby laughing at one of his specials, right? And he retweeted that. He's like, I can't tell you how much I love this kid, and. <laughs> That didn't that, that didn't age that well. That, that didn't age at all. Oh Lord! Then uh, actually, a friend of mine, Black Jesus Johnson, from Alabama, uh, he today just he didn't he didn't know I was recording for this, but uh, he sent me two videos of uh, Delia on other people's shows and on his own, uh, basically kind of contradicting. Basically, uh, you know, I always think those people who go out of their way to show that they're like against racism or against homophobic people and shit like that are the ones are the ones that are like that, you know, like, oh, I love I love gay people, but then 
they like kill gay people on the weekend. Like, I don't know. It's like, you, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's like governors who do that shit, uh, who only support gay people for votes. But like in reality, like, uh, a lot of people like to bring up the whole, the one thing I can think of right away anyway is, uh, is like now, uh, a Barack Obama is like cool with like gay people, whatever. But like, he he had some he tr- he passed some stuff like years ago that was kind of against it. But like I get like you can change or whatever I get that. But like I'm not I'm not bringing that up for to like bring Barack Obama down. It's just like that was the only example I could think of. Uh, but with Chris, yeah, he uh, Black Jesus Johnson. He sent me these <laughs> these video on Instagram. Uh, it's like basically Chris. It's a it's a compilation of Chris D'Elia just saying shit like, I don't get it. Of course, Hollywood is, is a pedophile ring. Of course, people are like that. And then uh, him going off on like fans who say he was he's a pedophile, like, I guess, way before this came out and him mocking them as if he's not he's like, you know, y'all know I'm not blah, 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 whatever. Right. But. Oh boy, all the screenshots say something else. Um, okay. What what I I don't well, I say I, in the beginning I was saying uh, I'm not sure if he's going to get canceled for sure or not because he has money. Like I had the tweet that said uh if Chris D'Elia sold as much as Drake, people wouldn't care about his 16-year-old uh, friends or whatever. But my thing is he might he might have enough money. He might have enough money to make this all disappear. People might not care, unfortunately. From That's why I kind of like left it all alone with the whole Drake thing because I noticed people don't give a fuck. People just don't care. I tried and I failed at it. People just don't, don't give a fuck. They're going to still jock, stay on that man's jock. It don't matter. And that might be the case with Chris D'Elia, too. He's getting a lot of shit for it. He is right now. And it's very early in the whole situation. So who knows how people are going. Are sponsors going to drop him? Is he going to like not be in the next season of You on Netflix? We don't, we don't know yet. But right now, it seems like everybody's against him. And that's, very, that's great. That's cool. Now... Uh, Joey Diaz, the other the other side of the spectrum. Um, Joey Diaz, I think one of the funniest fucking comedians out there, right? And I'm trying not to be biased when I talk about this situation. Um, but he got in trouble too this week. Him and Joe Rogan, actually. But I find it funny that uh, people are more attacking Joe Rogan because of the situation. Because they can't cancel. They can't cancel Joe uh, Joey Diaz. Because of the type of comedian that he is, not not because he's good, but that helps. But like, it's one thing. Let's say I, the pedophilia won't work. That that won't work in this situation. But let's say, um, he always had stories about because Joey Diaz got in trouble for uh, it's it's basically sexual harassment, sexual assault. Um, from way back in the day, uh, him, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast back in 2011. Of course, people bring stuff back from way back when, and Joe Rogan was getting in trouble because he laughed 
at um, Joey Diaz saying that he wouldn't let women on stage unless they gave him a blowjob, right? Now, out of context, that sounds really fucked up, and it is. If it's a true story, it came out of Joey Diaz's mouth about himself, so it has to be true. It's fucked up. It is. But what people are defending uh, Joey Diaz, why? Because that's his whole character. That's him. He's not like that now. Not He's not like that. I don't know how old he is. Let's just say 55-year-old, 50, 55-year-old Joey Diaz. That's that's not him right now. He's he's a completely different person. He has a kid. He has a wife. He's a different person than, because I, th- I think he grew up in New York and whatever. Um, and all his stories, if you look up, look on YouTube, oh, fucking can't, I can't talk. If you look up a YouTube clip of Joey Diaz's work, especially him of t- him telling the story from way back when he has all these like crazy fucking stories. And that's what makes him funny. And a lot of the stories are fucked up, but he's telling them in a point of view of now he's he's a different guy now so he's just telling these stories of what he used to be he used to be a piece of shit so it's not like in so what people my theory people kind of just defend joey diaz and are cool with these stories being out there is because it's coming from his mouth he's already he's admitting it he's like he's telling the story it's not like we found out oh Joey Diaz used to fuck used to not let women on stage unless they orally pleased them. We're not finding that out through through Divine. We're found out through him through one of his stories. Because right now, like I said, he's a different person. He has a kid. He has a wife. Um, from what I my knowledge, all his openers are women. So it's like he's given a platform for uh, up and coming female comedians to do their work on like a lot of guys who only just work with men who don't who don't give women a platform again him being uh being doing these things in the past i'm not forgiving it it's it's fucked up but it came from the horse's mouth itself he he told these stories he's telling in these jokes and these stories of how how he used to be fucked up and that's his style of comedy is these these stories you wouldn't hear anywhere else. It's not all not all his stories are sexual assault or anything like that. It's just he lived a crazy life. That's but now him being way older and can't do the crazy shit, shit that he used to. He just grandpa is telling his grandkids a story from way back when type of shit. You know what I mean? And that's why people are. Are defending Joey Diaz. Now, honestly, I don't think it will work <laughs> if if Chris D'Elia was like, say, a year or two ago, was like, yeah, you know, I message sixteen year olds sometimes. <laughs> I don't think that's, that'll work in this case. I don't think that's gonna work for every situation because, um, same for like if it was rape or something like that. I don't think even Joey. He, from what I can tell, I don't know the dude. I don't know his story. I don't know all his stories from back then. From, but from what I do know, 
He hasn't raped anybody. He hasn't talked to underage girls. So all his stories are just like, um, you, okay, you know the Louis C.K. thing with him jerking off in front of women, but he like he asked them, like, <coughs> sorry, like, yeah, it's fucked up. But like we we found out about that about him asking women to jerk off in front of him. We found out through the grapevine. What if uh, Louis C.K. One of the one of the biggest comedians ever, right? Was just telling these stories about, yeah, I would, because he'll tell a lot, of, a lot of masturbation stories. But like, what if he took the t- a set or two and like explained, yeah, I took uh, Jennifer from this and I took her to my hotel room. Then I asked her, hey, yo, and just like made it funny. Like, what if he made a joke that was funny? And then people found out those stories are true. Would he have gotten in trouble as much? That's that's what I'm trying to th- figure out. You know, again, certain things like if he if it was if it was rape instead of it was like actual rape, it's not going to work no matter what. In the case uh, in the case of Crystalia, it's pedophilia. Like it's, it's not going to fucking work, bro. Like <laughs> no matter how you how you spin it, um, but. That, uh, that's what that's the two, that's the two things I was talking. That's the two things I was thinking of today. Um, found it funny people forgive Joey Diaz and not Chris D'Elia, even though they're both two fucked up things. So that was my that's my theory on why Joey is cool and Chris not Chris not so much. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know I, I don't realize I, I talk so for so long on one topic until I look down at the clock and realize I'm talking for 18 minutes. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I guess I just, I'm not, I'm in there on that for real, honestly. But like, my thing is, uh, just a little bit on myself. Cause I don't, I actually been talking about the news. What's been in the news lately. So it's not just all death and destruction. I mean, it's still there. It's a lot of protests and people constantly sharing videos of like people hanging and um, people getting in trouble for protests and getting life in jail. That's a bunch of articles I've seen, but I don't click on any of them. I don't even share them on my Facebook, not because I'm not trying to help or anything like that. It's just like, it's, it's just too much. Honestly, it's just too much going on. You feel me? And uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, what's, what's the word? Misinformation. It's a lot of clickbait, especially now. It's so much clickbait now. Like, uh, let me if I could think of one. Let me think of one. Uh, okay, someone shared. Um, of course, it's like woke Twitter. Somebody shared it on Facebook, though. A screenshot. Somebody tweeting. Uh, oh, I didn't know. Uh, all. The, the the movement pictures from back when MLK, right? All them pictures were actually in color. And they they theorized that, oh, they put them in, in black and white. Because if look it up, a lot of them are in like black and white. So they were like, oh, they only put in black and white. So it makes it seem like it's a long time ago when we have these colored ones. But I don't know. It's shit like that. People share that and then realize sometimes 
it's easier to print black and white ones. And plus, if, if that's not the fucking case, I'm not thinking about it. It, it is a fucking long time ago. You, you don't think 60 years ago is a long time ago. I don't know. It's, that, is, that is a long time ago. In the spectrum of time, it's not, honestly, but like, that was a long time ago. You weren't born. Maybe your great grandpa or even your mother was. But like, still, that's a long time ago, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to feel about these, some of these like hangings either. Like, it's not that I want to see people hung. I just, I just need that proof. You know what I mean? It's so much fake shit on the news. So I don't know what to believe. And I want to believe that it's racist people hanging black people. I do. But like, how, okay, what could, the one thing I can't fathom is how, why are people so fucking angry, say, for this narrative, uh, white people hate black people, right? How are you so angry for no reason, so angry that you don't think Oh, maybe if I hang this person, this will make the whole situation better. This will scare all the black people when not too long ago, not even three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, a guy who a black man got killed and we're in a situation now. So, oh, let me just hang a black guy. That'll help. That's the one thing I can't fathom. It's not that I don't think it's true. No, 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 no. I think I just can't fathom the thought process of the person who who think, yes, if I hang a black person in 2020, right after the George Floyd protests, that'll solve the problem. That'll solve, that'll make me go back to my normal white normalcy where I'm happy and not... And not, it won't have any negative effects at all. No. That's what I can't fathom. Like, there's people out there. I'm, no, I'm pretty, I know there's people out there stupid enough to do stupid shit, but damn. You know how you think about death sometimes? Like, I'm not a really religious man, but I think about death sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen? And I freak the fuck out. And, and that's what I'm doing in this situation right here. I'm like, some of them are saying that it's suicidal. It's suicide, right? I kind of jumped away from it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of the articles saying it's suicide. Well, a lot of them actually. Um, look, okay, I'm gonna say this. Don't think I'm fucked up for saying this. It's just, I, just how my brain works. I think of all possibilities, but I I have common sense. I know. That is racially driven. Somebody did this to somebody. But when they say uh, suicide, I do imagine it. I do imagine, like, say, say if it's like four of them that happened in the last, like, two weeks, right? Um, The first two real white people hanging black, somebody to try to send some weird, dumb message to other black people, whatever, right? Like I just said, like I just explained. And then 
I also think just because of the, just because of the nature of news and how and people people lie. People lie. You got Jesse Smollett. What what's I can't think of the word. What makes you think that people won't take it to the next level? And because of all of this that's going on, maybe they were already suicidal. What makes you think there's a small possibility someone actually hung themselves? Like one of those one of those unfortunate black people who got hung in the trees. What if they actually did it themselves? You know what I mean? Or allowed it to happen? Now I'm just thinking this. I'm just thinking this out loud. This is the whole point of, of the podcast. Just, I'm thinking this out loud. Just saying it. Just to like create some type of narrative, you know? I don't I don't think that. I think someone actually did it to these people, but because of the because of the nature of the internet and people will go out of their way to what's the phrase? Take one for the team to try to prove a point. And the nature of the internet and people in general, you don't think it's one person that'll take it to the next level and put themselves in this symbolic suicide, black man in a tree during the times of the George Floyd protest to try to make a point. That's what I think. That's what I think sometimes. I don't believe it, but it's, it's there. It's a thought that's created. I'm just saying it out there. Which got me thinking, and got me thinking that because of, uh, again, the Jesse Smollett thing, him lying, basically paying people to, to, to fake rob him or whatever, calling the N word and whatever, and he ended up admitting that he didn't do it. On top of other people who've uh, lied about racial stuff, bringing us, bringing the whole movement back by a few steps. I got like a few more minutes, so, so let me. I'm gonna end it real quick. But uh, you heard about the NASCAR thing. Uh, NASCAR uh, abandoning Confederate flags, and then the uh, the one black guy that's in NASCAR, Bubba, uh, they're actually really supportive. Which is funny because you on Twitter people saying that NASCAR supports the black movement more than the NFL, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but then some news came out talking about somebody left a noose in Bubba's. Uh, like room, you know, I forget the word <laughs> locker room, right? Somebody left a noose in there. Like, and from my little bit of research, apparently it's really hard. There's no, no fans can it get on, get in there on top of the whole COVID thing. They haven't officially started yet. So someone it's between someone in that, that works in NASCAR dropped a noose in his locker room or The thought that pops up because of the, like I, I keep repeating it, the nature of the internet and Jesse Smollett and then it's people out there who will go out of their way to try to make a symbol to try to quote unquote help the movement to try to prove that there is racism out there by faking racism. It's this small possibility that's in my head thinking, what if Bubba put the news there? And just said, somebody put a noose in my stuff. 
We're trying to make a movement here, people. We're trying to make a movement, and people are still being racist. It's a noose in my my locker room. And he's trying to blame it on somebody else. Right now, look. Right now, I'm ninety percent. I'm ninety percent sure, and I'm happy. I'm hope. I'm hoping. Not that I hope somebody did it. You know what I mean? But like, I hope it's actually real. Hope it's some. It's a racist out there who did that to Bubba, and not Bubba did it to try to make a point that racist racism is out there because that's really not going to help in this situation in this time. I really hope that's not the case. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, I only got a minute left. So, <laughs> for recording, apparently I only got like 30 minutes on to record on the Anchor app. But, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, regular ass George. Uh, I'll see y'all later.